Let's pray. Father, this morning, you be the teacher, please. May your Holy Spirit um, remove hindrances in our thinking or in our perceptions or in our tool chest of beliefs. Would you kind of do a cleanup? Remove stuff that needs to be removed. Put in better, more complete revelation and truth. I pray this morning you encourage us with what we're going to hear, especially me. Help me to see even more. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Healing life's hurts through understanding forgiveness. Last week we had, uh, 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 well, it was 22 different quotes from different people who shared perspectives on what forgiveness is. Usually we just look it up in the dictionary. Oh, that's what it means. There we go, what one place. But it's deeper, it's richer, it's wider. There's more to it than we think. And this series is going to show that to us. I think this is one of the most critical elements of our faith that we need to dig into, this topic called forgiveness, because it affects us in all of our relationships. It affects all of us in our physical health. We'll show that later. There's, there's more going on than we think. Today I want to talk about the source. Uh, I'm, I'm laying a foundation. Some of you, it's going to be a repeat. Oh, I've heard this before. Well, that's nice. So what? There are others who haven't. And for this foundation I'm trying to uh, lay today, some of it's going to be things you've heard. However, uh, the song we just sang, Good, Good Father, that is a picture of what the foundation's about. That, sure, we believe God's good, but then we zoom in and go, he's gooder than good. My goodness, it's getting, there's more to this God we say we believe in. I don't want just the Sunday school answer for this topic, hence the source. We always say, well, Jesus is the answer. Isn't that nice? Praise the Lord, Jesus is the answer, right? We do that in churchianity. Well, I want to do a zooming lens on this source from which we get all the power and ability to forgive and receive forgiveness. So I'm laying this foundation because this is going to be a series. So somebody chiming in later can go back and and watch and hear, oh my goodness, I never caught that. I sort of knew some of that. But now it's got a wider spread of truth an impact in my life and in my thinking. That's why I'm doing this. So bear with me if I repeat, because the good stuff is worth repeating. And I know I've heard from some of you in this church. I've been here almost 15 years now. I think, I think 15 years full on December 1st. That means I start year 16, which is nuts. But there's been things I've repeated. And it's taken 10, 15 to 100 repeats for some people to go, oh, I get it. And usually it's because a guest speaker comes in and just says the same thing. It's like, really? <laughs> it's how it works. It's so funny. That's why I try and share with you other video clips and, and links to other teachers. Because as we grow, we're going to learn from other people because we're not able to connect from just one person. We need each other. We need our conversations. Hence our Friday morning coffee group. Please come out. Oh, my goodness. By the way, in two weeks, we're going to have a special guest on that Friday morning coffee. Uh, Art Henkel is coming. So 
Uh, he's, so if you're here in the morning, we're going to um, have a chat with him in the morning coffee group. I, I warned him about that group. It's worth, worth coming to. All right. No, we're not doing a Greek lesson. But this is where our source begins. Sometimes we do not realize how important Jesus is. Wasn't he like the main theme? Yeah! But do you not know how intense the scriptures point to the true source of who he is? I want you to see it with your own eyes. I want you to be able to go back, look up in your own scriptures where this stuff is so you're not relying on any video person or teacher or anybody else, but instead the Holy Spirit who will guide you. Does that make sense? In the beginning, that's when baseball began. Just kidding. In the beginning was the Word. Take a look at this, the capital W. And the Word was with God And God was the Word. The Bible is not the Word. Just a heads up. It's a good book, but it is not the Word, capital W, Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God, and He is infallible. Do you hear the difference? Blank stares, blank stares. The Word of God, capital W, is a person, Jesus. He is the Word, the living Word who became flesh. Let's take a look at it in uh, the New American Standard. Now, you're going to see a lot of stuff on the screen, and I've put some of this stuff on for the purpose of the video because you can go back later and rewatch the, and the, the text. I'm not going to be able to read the mirror stuff because it's so long, but the, the, the contrast between these two translations are incredible. So I'll read the first slide only, both sides, to help you compare what it's trying to say. This is the traditional rendering of John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Our source has always been, always been, especially when you're talking about time and space. <laughs> Let's see what the mirror says. To go back to the very beginning is to find the word already present there. The logic of God defines the only possible place where humankind can trace their genesis, their roots. The word is I am. God's eternal eloquence echoes and concludes in him. The word equals God. The beginning mirrors the word face to face with God. That's why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. They're not different, but in our culture, there's some communication that's happened. I've been guilty of it because I I taught what I saw and believed. We all do. But as my vision changes and it grows deeper... God the Father, usually we say, is the bad cop. He's always mad. And then Jesus is the good cop. And the Holy Spirit is the force, you know, the, the flutes. And yet, when you separate them, you now have this, this thing called separation. We don't see them as one. But Jesus is reminding us he is one in the Trinity. One. Union. Union is the best gift, the message of love we can get today, that we are one with Christ. God is one with his Son. 
The Son is one with the Spirit. The Spirit is one with the Father. They are one, union, but three distinct personalities. This is big. The early church hammered this one. They just constantly realized this was being disseminated and ripped apart, and they had to fight hard to keep that fact going and taught in the church. New American Standard Bible. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This is huge. Jesus, the Word, is the Creator. We always thought God the Father did the creating. (laughs) It was Jesus. They did it together as, as one, but He's given the credit, which is quite profound. And he is the light. There's life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. There are many individuals who have the light of Christ shining through them that don't know it. But the light is there. I'll make a point of that later. Second Corinthians, this is awesome. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world, small g, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Stop there. This is about being blind. People's problem today is unbelief. That's it. Not the behaviors. If they just stop doing that or this, you know, that's not the issue. They're acting out of what they believe. And if they're blind... That's the issue. How many times do you get mad at a person with a white cane? Dumb, dumb, walking around all blind. What's with that? <laughs> do you see how dumb that is? We don't do that. So why do we do it to other fellow humans who are blind spiritually and don't recognize the light? How about show some compassion? How about not thump them over the head with a Bible, you know, or make them feel guilty? How about love them, be human? Be the light to them so it draws out and calls out the light that is in them. That makes more sense to me now. It changes a lot of our systems. For we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness. How many of you have always believed in Jesus. I I doubt it. Most of us have come to an awareness, a moment in time. Sometimes we call it the prayer. We say the prayer, Jesus, come into my heart and all the word and whatever that is, it's a step of recognition, a moment to declare. And if you're anything like me, um, sure, I had my moment, moments, but I'm having more revelation, deeper and wider understanding of how good and big this God is. It's a journey. And each of us are on different parts of that journey. We see things differently. It is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. The light is in and through all people. Everyone has the capacity to see light. And by the way, 
the source, who is light, Jesus, is the one who is the power, first of all, to forgive, who has forgiven us, and I'll prove that later, but also giving us the power to forgive others. You don't have to worry about it, because I'm sure some of us are thinking, huh, I got a couple people in my mind, there's no way I'm going to forgive them. You don't have to worry about that. That's not for you to be concerned about now. Because that's what religion does. Sets you up for all these tasks of that you're going to fail. How are you doing? How, how are you doing in this department? And it's, always, it's almost like a guilt trip all the time. This is not about that. Let Jesus be your light and praise God for the light you have that you are seeing. That, that's really cool. Ask for more. Hey, give me more revelation. I promise he will. Promise. Matthew 6, and 23. The eye is the lamp of the body, so then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness. Oh my goodness, how great is that darkness? Just think about that for just a millisecond ago. That should pop your mind. That should go, that, that, that has a lot of ramifications, okay? That means the love of God is farther reaching than we thought or been told. And who's telling us? The scriptures. Luke 11, the eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Then watch out that the light in you is not darkness. Therefore, your whole body is full of light, no dark part in it. It will be wholly illumined as when the lamp illumines you with its rays. My prayer in this series is that the light of Christ becomes something in you that will push all the stuff out, the darkness out, that is hindering us from walking in wholeness. Emotional things, solical things, circumstantial things, all of these things that have cluttered us, preventing us from walking, experiencing full freedom. We may have light, but I want more light. I want it to become brighter and brighter. But it happens as the Holy Spirit does the work of declutter. It's the Holy Spirit's job. Psalm 139. I know it's long, but so what? I want you to catch, catch something here. This is big. This is about the intimacy of God knowing you. And David recognizes his Father, his Heavenly Father, the Spirit of God, as knowing him to the core. This is the foundation of forgiveness. Knowing who you're known by. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there was a word on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all. That's pretty good, eh? <laughs> he knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're going to say. And it's not going to shock him. Folks, when was the last time you've heard that you cannot disappoint God? It's an absolute impossibility for you and I to be a disappointment to God or disappoint Him. 
Because the word disappointment comes from a set of expectations we have. And God has no expectations on you. None. That's what freedom is. To respond to the love of God and the light of God in you. You can't disappoint him. He's not going to go, oh, I didn't see that coming. Shoot, i got to put a plan B in. He's already accounted for all this and is guiding you in your journey. Even the dumb decisions we make. Are there consequences? You betcha. But it ain't God who's punishing. It's our sin, our lack of belief, our darkness that is punishing us. Very different. Don't give God the blame for that. It's better here. Behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I cannot attain to it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, which is sometimes translated hell, this is the correct translation. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. And the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. If we see light and dark as linear, that's where our problem is. We need to see as God sees and ask him to show you. What we may be experiencing as darkness, he sees through it. It's not darkness to him. For he sees the light he's placed in you already. I think uh, Romans 8.28 alludes to this too. You know, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Neither heights nor depths no angels or demons, not even the powers of hell can separate you from the love of God, pause, which is revealed in Christ Jesus. <laughs> John 1, our source. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light. They're talking about John. Um, the, uh, the Baptist guy, uh, testimony of light. There was, sorry, there was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. I want to read it in the mirror. His mission was to draw attention to the light of their lives so that what they witnessed in him would cause them to believe. His ministry was not to distract from the light as he himself was the light, but rather to point out the light source. A new day for humanity has come. The authentic light of life that illuminates everyone was about to dawn in the world. Does, do, does it say this? Coming into the world to enlighten every man. Or am I making that up? It, it says it. It's pretty blunt. And for John to write what he wrote there, the most important launch of this book, every sentence and word matters and was intentional. Your source, the people you're praying for, God is the one who enlightens them. He's already placed light in and through. If they're walking in darkness, the light shines through 
darkness. It's okay. Verse 14, jumping ahead. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Jesus came as grace, full of truth. He spoke the truth. He said, I am the truth. I'm the way, the life, the truth. This is how deep and wide. Remember that song as a kid? Deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Anyway, sorry, rabbit trail. Happens once in a while. But that's how big it is. Please do not be satisfied with a Sunday school type traditional answer. Go deeper. Because when it hits you deeper, it affects more of you down deep in you and all the stuff you are. God wants you to experience full wholeness. And it begins with this revelation of how deeply he is in you. No more calling out, dear God, please come and be with me. He's saying, uh, hmm, I'm in you. What do you mean? Come be. The darkness in the mind believed separation. Separation is an illusion. It is not true. There is no such thing as separation. The only place it exists is in their mind. For of his fullness we have all received. Everyone has received the light. And grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus. (laughs) It's through Jesus truth is realized. The whole Old Testament is, there's great stories. There's law and all kinds of stuff and blah, blah, blah. But it's Jesus who is the one who reveals It's him we go to. Why do you think on the Mount of Transfiguration? Who was on either side of Jesus when that cloud thingy came and two dudes showed up? Who were they again? You remember? Moses and Elijah. Gee, do you think there's some representation going on here? Who would Moses represent? The law. And who would Elijah represent? The prophets. Do you remember the the prophets happened after Moses? The progressive revelation of God throughout the scripture continues until it arrives at Jesus. Everything else is incomplete. Pointing ahead to, pointing to Jesus. Jesus is the representative, the only pure, perfect representative of the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Passion Translation says it like this. And now out of his fullness, we are fulfilled. And from him we receive grace, heaped upon more grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the anointed one, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. And that truth is done gently, not by clobbering us. Not with guilt trips. Not with fear tactics, which is what religion does. And I'm embarrassed to look back at my life and see how many times I use stupid guilt ideas to manipulate people into faith or whatever to do stuff what you wanted to do. Ah, I'm really unlearning that. 
Every once in a while, I go, oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> and learn and replace with better news. This is what renewing your mind is about. And the Holy Spirit does that too. You don't have to do it. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. You participate in it. Yes, there's stuff you get to do and should do. But you don't should out of an obligation to something or someone. But you do it because God created you this way to become whole and live out of life and light. Be who you already are. Verse 18, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Passion Translation says, no one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor except the uniquely beloved Son who is cherished by the Father and held close to his heart. Now he has unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. Why do you think we have to cover the source bit? Because we've been fed false concepts of who we think God is. If you use the Old Testament, you're not going to have a complete picture. Guaranteed. In fact, probably flawed significantly because it wasn't until Jesus came. Now, now God is revealed. I know that can lead you into a domino effect of other questions. Have fun with that. I have mine. But I'm going to stick with what, I, what I'm clearly seeing in this text. There's a pattern here of removing the false concepts and Jesus now reveals the Father, the source, the light. Colossians 1, 15-17. He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. (laughs) He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Oh, he's big. How do you enter yourself? Jesus entered his own creation. And yet all of creation is held together in Jesus. I want to point out something else here. All things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. I know I've been talking about science lately and you know, a couple of words like physics and quantum and all that. Uh, 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 hello, invisible. There's more going on than we know. The love of God is being displayed in all of creation. A couple of weeks ago we talked about that. God's singing to you a song of love in all creation. To woo you to wow you, to heal you. This is my daddy. And I like him. I like him better than I did as a kid. (laughs) I didn't know this stuff. 
The Father loves the Son and has given all things into His hands. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself is doing. This is big. I think we're going to stop here. Yep. Nah, one more. Colossians 1, 19-20. For it was the Father's God's good pleasure, good pleasure, for all the fullness to dwell in Him and through Him to reconcile some things to Himself. Oh, oh sorry. Oops. Oh, darn, missed that. Okay, for it was the Father's good pleasure. Good pleasure. Good, good Father. We sang that. For all the fullness, all the fullness, all the fullness to dwell in Him, Jesus, and through Him to reconcile all things to Himself, having made peace through the blood of His cross. cross. Through Him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven, all things have been reconciled. Are you a thing? Yeah. You have been reconciled. Now believe it. Otherwise, it does, does you no good. As this gets deeper, and we're going to finish next week on the foundation part, you'll discover an awareness of the power of God in you to be able to do all that you've wanted to do anyway. But He's the source of it, He's also the initiator of it, He's also the process for you. Quit trying to help them out. Relax. That's a hard one for all of us doers. All of us people pleasers. We like to quickly help out. We don't like slow. We don't do slow. I don't do slow very well, but I'm, something's happening where I'm finding little minuscule moments where slow is beginning to take shape. And I, it's just not me. Oh, wait, it actually is. It is me. And it is you. <laughs> Wonder what that will look like. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, open our eyes to see. Open our minds to comprehend how wide, how far, how deep, how amazing your love really how far it really reaches. Thank you, Father. Amen. Don't take my word for what you've heard. Ask the Holy Spirit. Look it up in your scriptures. Let the teacher who is in you be your teacher and revealer. Healing is coming, folks. It's already in you. The full healing is in you. Sounds so weird to say that. Shut up, Ralph. <laughs> he and I have been bantering on this one. But I'm starting to see it's in us. Let's go there. Let's go to who we really are deep down. And it might take a little while. There might be curtains in the way. There might be doors in the way. There might be brick walls in the way. But Jesus the conqueror has come to take all that down. So you can walk in all of this. Thanks for being part of this family. Thanks.